Section 88 of Canada, South America, Central America, Mexico, and the West Indies. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Piotr Natter. The World's Story, Volume 11. Canada, South America, Central America, Mexico, and the West Indies. Edited by Eva March Tappan. Section 88. The People of the Argentine Pampas. About 1870. By Dr. Domingo Faustino Sarmiento. First comes the rastreador, or tracker. Then the baqueano, or guide, the payador, or bard, and the gaucho malo, or outlaw. The rastreador possesses the highest development of gaucho instinct. He can tell, in a confused track of animals' feet, how many of them are laden or have riders. He can even detect the footsteps of a person or animal that he knows, and follow it in the most miraculous manner for hundreds of miles. Nature seems to give him a special instinct in these vast plains for the recovery of a lost animal or the pursuit of a fugitive. Whenever a robbery occurs, the person robbed, instead of applying to the authorities, sends for the nearest rastreador, covering up, meanwhile, very carefully whatever footmark the intruders may have left. The rastreador examines it closely, mounts his horse, and rides away, now and then casting his eyes to the ground and following the trail like a bloodhound, until, after weeks and months, he brings the criminal to justice. The latter seldom asserts his innocence, as the judge usually regards the rastreador as infallible. The stories told of Calibar, who was well known in San Juan for forty years, are surprising. It happened once that, while he was gone to Buenos Aires on business, his best saddle was stolen. His wife, having covered the footmarks as usual, showed it to him on his return after two months. A year and a half later he was seen, one afternoon, with his head bent down, walking along a street in the suburbs of San Juan, till he entered a certain house and found there his lost saddle, soiled and torn. In 1830, a criminal under sentence of death, having escaped from prison, Calibar was sent in pursuit. The fugitive had taken every precaution to leave no track, and walked for some distance up the course of a shallow stream. But Calibar was not to be baffled, and followed the stream till he came to a place where he saw drops of water on the grass. He got out there, he said. Following the criminal through fields and plantations, and over walls, he finally led the soldiers into a small vineyard, where, having examined all the approaches to the house, he said they would find him inside. The soldiers searched the premises, and, coming out, maintained that the man had escaped. Calibar, however, insisted that he was inside, and so it proved. The unhappy man was shot next morning. The Baqueano, or guide, is hardly inferior to the rastreador in importance. He knows every inch of country for five hundred miles around his abode, and is the only map by which South American generals conduct their campaigns. He is always at the side of the commander, and the fate of the army depends on him. Rarely, if ever, does he betray the confidence reposed in him. He knows every pool of water, fresh or salt, and many a secret ford across a river or passage through a swamp by which he can shorten the route. In the darkest night, whether in the midst of a forest or on a boundless plain in which his companions may think themselves lost, he dismounts for a moment, plucks a few leaves or a handful of grass, and chews them. By the taste he can tell pretty nearly where he is, and especially whether he is near salt or fresh water. 
he then mounts again tells his companions that they are so many leagues from this or that place and starts off at an easy gallop in a given direction without even a star to guide him in the pampas it often happens that a traveller may meet one of those baqueanos and ask him to guide him to a certain place two or three hundred miles off the baqueano will glance along the horizon reflect for a moment and fixing his eye on a given point start off like an arrow riding day and night until he reaches his destination he knows of the approach of an army forty or fifty miles off and the direction it is taking by the course which the deer guanacos and ostriches follow when the enemy gets nearer he can tell by the volume of dust whether their force numbers hundreds or thousands his commander relying upon his estimate as infallible if the condors and other birds of prey are wheeling in circles overhead he can tell from their manner whether it is an enemy in ambush an encampment recently abandoned or merely a dead animal the payador is a kind of wandering minstrel who sings of the wars and adventures of the day like the troubadours of the middle ages he goes about from rancho to pulperia from his guitar singing of the outlaws of the pampas or the raids of the indians he is a living chronicle of customs history and exploits and his verses would form perhaps many a valuable link for the future historian of these countries he has no home his dwelling is wherever the night may find him his fame and fortune are his verses and his guitar in every rural dance in every festive gathering his is the place of honour so much is music a passion of the gauchos that at every pulperia or wayside inn a guitar is always hung over the counter for the use of the first group of wayfarers the payador sometimes mixes his own exploits with those of his heroes for he is not uncommonly a fugitive from justice either for killing a friend stealing a horse or for some daring adventure the character of his songs is generally monotonous unless under some sudden inspiration the gaucho malo or outlaw has his home in the desert and despises the people of the towns glorifying in the epithet which is given to him he has probably been a fugitive for years and his name is so much dreaded that it is only whispered with a certain amount of respect he lives in a clump of thistles or wild hemlock his food consists of game unless when he lassoes a cow which he kills for the tongue leaving the carcass for the birds of prey he will suddenly present himself in a village from which the police have just gone in pursuit of him talk with the neighbors as they form an admiring circle around him get some tobacco and yerba remount his horse and if he sees the police in sight quietly trot away towards the desert without any symptoms of fear or even looking back the police will not pursue him for they know that their horses are no match for his pangare as famous as himself if he happens to be surprised by the police and surrounded he rushes at them knife in hand and leaving two or three of them on the ground dead or wounded leaps on the nearest horse and escapes while the bullets vainly whistle after him the payador of the district adds this fresh exploit to his list of songs sometimes he will appear at a village dance take part in the festivity and retire as suddenly and unmolested as he came but he is not a common robber or assassin and would not think of stopping a traveller if he steals it is only horses he knows every horse in the province and can tell in a moment where any lost one may be found he is often employed to recover such animals 
and will deliver them up for a stipulated sum at a given time and place, with the utmost punctuality. Dishonest traders frequently buy stolen hides from this class of outlaws. I remember an amusing occurrence in Azul, a town about 200 miles south of Buenos Aires, where the principal shopkeeper, who was also justice of the peace for the district, made a bargain with a gaucho named El Cuervo, or the Crow, to take hides from him without asking questions. It was arranged that every evening after dusk El Cuervo was to throw the hides over the wall of the shopkeeper's yard. I may mention that the shopkeeper had one of the largest estancias in the neighborhood, and people did not speak well of the way in which he had acquired his wealth. For several nights El Cuervo threw over the wall half a dozen or more hides, and was paid next morning a few dollars for each. It was not long before one of the shopkeeper's peons, or laborers, in stacking out the hides, observed his master's mark. As soon as the hides began to dry in the sun, the mark became plainly visible. The shopkeeper was furious, and said to El Cuervo, you scoundrel, you have killed and skinned some of my cattle. To which the gaucho replied, Master, whose cattle did you want me to kill unless your own? The shopkeeper, being justice of the peace, did not dare to punish El Cuervo, and wisely said no more about it, seeing that the gaucho had outwitted him. End of section 88. This recording is in the public domain.